To all be patty special. I sit alone in my four cornered room staring at candles. Well, that shit is on. Let me drop some shit like this here. Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of the Bottom of the Pit podcast, where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. Um, today, I have a very special guest for the first episode. He is the co-founder of Food Chain, which is the um, the group that we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, please introduce yourself. I'm the uh, you know, carbon chicken. Also, you know, real name Ben, but yeah, I'm glad to be part of this podcast, but good name. Right. I like the name. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm Mick Wolpe Goldberg, and we will be going over um, numerous topics today. Um, we will be starting with the history of Food Chain. Yeah. Since this is the first episode of this series, I would like to, um, I guess, smooth a few things out. There's, there's a lot of questions that uh, people do ask, and I don't really have the time to go through all the specifics. Yeah. So I figured we could kind of go through that here. Yeah. Um, but while we're here, uh, we'll be going over things like the uh, the comic to game transition. Yeah. Because uh, this will be a uh, generally a fighting game podcast. Obviously with the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone that knows the references, um, good on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, a fighting gamer. Yeah. Um, it's like my passion, everything I do, well, kind of like is centered around yeah, it. Yeah, you got me into fighting games many years ago. I mean, I'm not going to lie that, but yeah, I'm not just saying that because I'm on your podcast. <laughs> this is true. Well, that's like the that's like the greatest accomplishment mm-hmm. of any like fighting gamer. It's like you didn't used to play fighting games, but now you do. That's a win. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll also be touching on um, uh, mains and how they're chosen. Yeah. And also going to mediums that usually aren't even looked at for fighting game transitions. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they are for for like games. You know, you have like mm-hmm. Metro. And Dante's Inferno, if you can figure out the transition we're talking about, um, just stay tuned. We'll get to it. Not many companies try to do that venture in combination, but yeah, we'll get to that. But we will get to that in due time. But for now, we will talk about the history of Food Chain and how it got started. Ooh, that was that was a very random occurrence events out of nowhere. Uh uh, you, you you obviously recall the moments, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember it clear as day. Hey, so the the uh, one of the other co founder member, uh, the Jamaican Shake, uh, the the Jamaican Shake, he's gonna kick my butt if he heard that. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, part of the conception of the group, right. and it's okay. Well, hopefully we don't get sued uh, by sponsors, but whatever. Hey, if they want to sponsor us, hey. But there is different food companies. You can obviously name the the combination of the two uh, food chains, right? Oh, yes. Um, we have uh, me. I'm McWhoopie Goldberg, which is the, the McWhoopie part is combination of like McDonald's and uh, and Burger King with you have, you know, the Mc, you know, they have like McChickens and McNuggets yeah. and stuff and Whoopi, which is um, the Whopper from Burger mm-hmm. King, which is my burger of choice. Mm-hmm. So and you just combined them, and both. just combined them both, and we got McWhoopy, and then there's the Goldberg part. Yeah. But that was like, because the whole part, the whole like inside joke was that we would come up with these like these funny like food pun names, yeah. and then enter a tournament just to make the right. people you know have to say it out loud. And every single name, at least from our three, 
has a funny reference to it. Yeah, yeah. And now we'll get to mine. I my first job ever was working at Arby's. Crappy paying job, but I learned a lot. I had a lot of good experiences with people, and, and dubbed me into more food. But my name is Carvin Chicken. Now, many years ago, they have changed the sandwich's name to Crispy Chicken, which is boring. It's Crispy honestly. Chicken now? It's Crispy Chicken. That's a travesty. But there was a chicken sandwich called the Craven Chicken, right? It's easy to say, Craven, right? But many customers have come in and said, can I get the Carvin Chicken? Can I get the Carvin Chicken? And I laugh in my head. And I went home. I talked to my boys, like the McWhoopie and the Jamaican Shake, and we laughed about it, how... How confident these people thought it was called the carbon chicken. And eventually I just said, you know what? I'm gonna call myself the carbon chicken. Carbon chicken. And I don't know, it's just a name that stuck with me. I mean it rolls off the tongue yeah. pretty good. Carbon yeah. chicken. You know, it's if if it sounds good to the ear. Yeah. So you know what? They the, the customers won. They won in my heart <laughs> at that point. But um, I obviously, do you want to, I guess, if you um, ever the Jamaican Shake, he can explain his. Yeah, yeah, the Jamaican yeah. Shake, he'll, um, when, he, when he gets on here, he can go through that and but, and walk us through that one. But the origin actually was one day we actually got all three of our products at the same time. We just t- t- took multiple spots and we were at your old mom's yeah, house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, but I don't know where we just said food chain, food chain. Yeah, yeah, we, it was like a like a mantra. We don't yeah, do it that much yeah. anymore, but we just we just yell at food chain, yeah, so food chain. It's it just stuck. It's a very simple type of origin. It was. It doesn't go it's, very deep. That's how it usually goes with the, just how we named it. But the conception went with this this journey of going out of our way to get these foods, just because it's like. Let's just get our funny. Let's just let's just we make jokes about this. So why not just get it? Might as well, yeah. and then we'll, we'll get on camera. We'll play some games. We'll enjoy our um, our namesakes. <laughs> there will be, and whenever this uh, pops up, a picture attached to it of the conception of it. I actually have the picture. You have the picture. I have the picture. Yeah. I've saved every single photo since day one. But yeah, no, well, I'll just, be damned. Just be something to see whenever this gets posted up. Oh right! Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know you still had the picture. Yeah. That's actually exciting because mm-hmm. I can't like I kind of like have it in my head, but it's obviously it's blurry. Uh, but this, it. to see it loud and clear—that's mm-hmm. that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and there was a, a specific game that was out at the time, and that was our jumping-off point when we first did our um our very first stream, which is not pretty. The no. sound, the sound no. isn't synced up to, to the, the video. The video <laughs> was like 120p. Yeah, it was, it was really rough. Oh man, I think there was like all this, this, uh, this ambiance in the back. It was so... Now, was it, it was it Injustice God Among Us? It was the first Injustice game, yes. Yeah, the uh, the quality actually was cropped. You couldn't even actually see the health bar. Oh my like, goodness, yeah. Meters. You just saw like both characters like split in half like how small the, the screen this was before <laughs> this was before Twitch was bought by Amazon so like it's everything was kind of messy and jeez that well that was in 2013 that's yeah. when that game dropped yeah and, but we had already been playing it for a couple of months before yeah. then we already had our our respective mains and, yeah. and we were just like food chain versus the world we'll, yeah. we'll pass the controller off yeah. and take down people uh, in succession and you know I don't want to brag but we were pretty good at it oh I like yeah, think we were pretty good at it online. I played that game way too much <laughs> but that was, way too much well it was, a, it was almost like a um, 
like a like a match made in heaven, you know, yeah. DC games, and they chose their roster pretty well. They yeah. they hit all the major archetypes for their first outing. Yeah. Um, it had its had its rough points though. A lot of Batman. A lot of Batman. Um, zoning was so oppressive; it was hard to play any any of like the bigger characters. Yep. Um, and the interactables. Unblockable. Oh my god! All unblockable, and some yeah. did like thirty three percent. You can change the match in one hit, pretty much. Pretty much. And some people would fight over like uh, positioning, and on paper, I guess that sounds good. You know, oh, they'll they won't just fight for like spacing because of their their move set. They'll have to worry about the interactables. But in practice, if you're a powerhouse, you're better. You're better. Yeah, yeah the gadget cared. Like I like what they, where they were going with it, but it didn't pan out how they were expecting. Yep. Um. <clears throat> now here's um. Here's the the question I want to ask you yeah. um, about injustice, the first injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, you were you were excited to use uh, Superman at first yeah. when we first like first saw like the initial roster. Obviously, yeah. obviously it was Superman, Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were there. Um, you were excited to use uh, Superman because you're always a Superman dude. Yeah. Um, but by the time like the game dropped and we were you know we were you know rolling through it, you were a Doomsday main. Yeah. Now big change. Now what um what made you go from the the zone the zone heavy um pretty pretty good Superman to kind of like the big beefy Doomsday? It's all about honestly how I just picked that I. Well, obviously I was more more worried about back then about who I main because I didn't I didn't want to use a character that everyone spited and hate. That that's how my my mindset was then. So I just switched up. I was like, you know what. This character, I've been having fun playing randomly out of nowhere, and I just chose Doomsday just because it's still in the Superman lore. He's just a bulky, buffy character, and he just hits hard. There's no, like me, I'm not a very combo-heavy string guy. I'm four hits, 20% type of guy. <laughs> and I, I just, that's what I mean. And I at least need one type of good projectile move, which his was the Meteor Strike. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not technically a projectile, well, but it yeah. got around projectiles. Well, yeah, when you sure. use Enhance, you can, you can uh, attract. Attract them, yeah. okay. But, you know, it, it, any type of move that can get me away from someone's zoning, that's the type of character I like to use. And he fit that profile really good. He hit strong. He had good mix-up. Yeah, you can probably spam against him, but I try to get away or away from that round. He, he, he just started my... My love for bulky characters, basically, at least in the NetherRealm spectrum, for that matter. Okay, and NetherRealm's really good with, like, um, making sure their archetypes are pretty varied. You know, yeah. sometimes they have, like, half grappler. They have, like, like they have like zoner grapplers. You know, yeah. some people, they'll get up close and have some grapples, but they can zone you out. Like uh, Kano. Like Kano, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a very good example of that. But uh, in Injustice, uh, going back to Injustice, yeah. with uh, Doomsday, he was, out of my experience at least, from what I... Um, from how I played, and I, I put in a lot of hours into that game as well. Yeah. Um, Doomsday was the only character I had to like lab because he had some weird properties to him, yeah. like the move I call a joke attack. Because like all my life, I was like, what if an attack was both an overhead and a, and, and a low was, at the same and time? It and it was, but um, you know, and at the at the time when you face him for the first time, you're like, how do I block this move? Yeah. I stand up, it hits my legs. I go down, it hits my head. You thought um, for a long time it was unblockable. I thought I, thought I was like it's unblockable. I'm like, wow, that's a fast ass unblockable. But I took him into the lab. I was like, you know, okay, I got to take this man yeah. into training mode. I got to see what he's about. And there is like a, a brief point in between the, the overhead strike and the low, the low strike where you have to block high and then block low. Yeah. It's pretty fast, but he's got a lot of wind up on yeah. him. And, um, 
and I learned, you know, how to deal with that. And once you learn how to deal with that, uh, they, could, they you have to be a lot smarter with it because he's got a lot of recovery on it. Yeah. And also he had his, uh, his character trait, which gave him um, that uh, kryptonite shell. The, the kryptonite on Which uh, makes his... Um, which made him harder to uh, stun hit. Yeah, he didn't take yeah. as much uh, hit stun. No, but there was ways around it. What you did, where you just hit low, square, 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 square. Oh yeah, square, well, square, square, square. because he, he did he lose his ability to block during it. Yeah. Did he? Okay, yeah. he, he would just go into that brief hit yeah, stun. He, uh, so there was ways around yeah. it, and you have characters like Green Lantern with the the mini gun. Mm-hmm. That's that good. Yeah, it would just go, and it would just keep him stunned so long his trait just kind of yeah. wears out. Uh, but I always thought that was interesting. It's like, yeah. why well, go from Superman to, like, pretty much, like, uh, Caveman Superman? Yeah, basically, Which is like yeah. Doomsday. I mean, it's like Dinosaur Superman. All the power and just no lasers, basically. Yeah, but he had the... Um, he also had the up-down. Yeah. The, the up-down move uh, where he would you attract. Yeah. That was also unblockable, but you could just backdash at the right time and get a full punish because he had, like, yeah. a million frames of recovery on that one. eventually started to figure out how to deal with that. Yes, that they form. did. Yeah. And um, we went to that too many games tournament, Oof. and and I fought a um, I fought a Doomsday in my run, yeah. like in my um, I don't, we are on the same bracket, but yeah. but uh, I ended up fighting a Doomsday who I had to kind of he did that move a lot, mm-hmm. the up down move, yeah. and I really had to you know get the back dashes on point into like the back X off the wall bounce. But uh, comment on that too many games we mainly play play on PS Sony Sony side of the consoles. The too many games had an Xbox. 360 version. No, if you know the Xbox 360, it's the worst place to play fighting games. It yeah. does not have a D-pad. It's one button. That controller that, is yeah. pretty bad. And the version of the game we were playing with, it was a pre-patched version where a lot of the characters of Superman and Destro were OP. So. Right, and there have been there have been a couple of patches since that. Yeah. So the fact that it was pre-patched was pretty detrimental because yeah. there were some big balance changes before that. Um, there was massive. Before that tournament and yeah. they just didn't have any of those, those fixes superman's heavy laser yeah like tremendously and then um some some of the deathstrokes like moves slow down pretty much as well, so. and the person that ended up winning that tournament he took full advantage of this pre-patchiness superman. with the, su- the superman's oppressive lasers hey. famously famously oppressive lasers but the highlight of that show was the jamaican shape he was but he would tell it himself one yes day. when when he gets on the podcast he'll that's a story for him to tell yeah um now this is where um, this is where I really wanted to go with this uh, this injustice conversation. Yeah. Um, now it's pretty like this isn't kind of an old um, not a dilemma but like an old an old factor with yeah. uh, like fighting games in relation to comics. Yeah. Where um, long ago like we're talking 10, 15, might be even pushing twenty years. Or maybe it is twenty years. I don't know. Um, where Capcom has always teamed up with Marvel for their games. Yeah. So Capcom, Marvel versus Capcom, um, X-Men versus Street Fighter are just X-Men Children of the Atom uh, yeah. developed by Capcom. They've always, and they've done a fantastic job. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most like influential and like famous fighting game franchises. It's the Versus series. Mm-hmm. You know, it started with the, the Marvel, the Marvel versus series. Yeah. Um, and, you know, recently with Injustice in 2013, or I guess even before that with, uh, MK versus DC. Yeah. Where um, uh, DC kind of went into into the nether realm. Pretty much. And they are, you know, they're handled by them. Do you think, like, the, the more grounded nature of nether realm studios compared to Capcom's really bombast, bombastic way they handle their characters, do you think that 
that um that matches do you think that could be um like they're they're at home there well i'm gonna be honest with you both companies when they do what they do it's perfect symmetry capcom always was flashy they were always flashy with their games whether it was mega man street fighter any other like even strider like all those old capcom games that they had they were flashy marvel comics all the heroes are all flashy they're all yeah, like and they're well, all they're brightly all, colored too. Yeah, bright and colored, happy go getters, and you know, like even the villains are bright shiny too. Like it, it was always like a cool, funny contrast, and to have those worlds blend together and fight together felt natural. They felt real. They felt like, oh yeah, I can believe these two worlds can coexist to each other. None, nothing seems out of the way. Plus, the way they developed the game. They made it, you know, seem believable. Obviously, they use sprites. Right. But even when you have a picture side by side, it, it seems, at least to me, believable to an extent. Yes, there are some, some characters in Capcom's history pool that kind of don't blend well with comic book characters, but with the mainstay characters, they do. Now, with NetherRealm and DC, I think it, it worked well because of what was going on with DC during that time. Even with their movie industry, everything was going dark more dark and greedy. Yeah, it was kind of perfect timing. Even in storylines in comic books, they were going to that route. So to have, obviously, they were midway at the time, right? Uh, for MK versus DC, yeah. they were midway. So at the time when they were doing that, it, obviously MK games are always just dark. Yeah, they had their goofy kids, right. they, they, they were violent. Exactly. So you blend those two worlds together, obviously you have to tone down the violence, but even still, the game was still violent into the... Into how far violent the DC can get but it felt believable you had the Joker like he possibly fits really freaking good there like almost all the DC villains I can totally see an MK universe like 100% like they can live in that universe even even heroes like Batman a lot of the darker heroes like vigilante types like anti-heroes can fit perfect now the hard thing was making Superman believable to that universe it actually works just for the simple fact that like I said before Midway when they were doing their uh, their, their Mortal Kombat series they're goofy in ways yeah. they have really goofy looking characters <laughs> but yet they make it work and they make it seem gritty and real and Superman worked in there even Shazam you know why? Raiden you have a character called Raiden who looks goofy as hell with this straw hat white, white shirt with lightning they make it work though they made it work and they made it and guess what everybody clamors every year when is MK versus DC2 coming out when is because they keep on adding Scorpion or either Sub-Zero into their Injustice games and with the rumors of Joker and yeah. MK11 yes you know there, there's always that uh, that DNA the mm-hmm. DNA is pretty much yeah. you know they're meshed together at this and point and I feel like NetherRealm right now they, they're really good at combining those two universes and I'm getting annoyed that Capcom and Marvel can't work now it's like a big flip flop like now DC's having the rain and they're fighting games but now Marvel is just slumping down and obviously it has to do with the damn movie rights the fact that the different industries affected in another industry is really disappointing. And I know it's not all Capcom's fault. They were only they can only do what they were allowed to do. And with the X-Men gone, like your first game was Children of the Atom. Yeah. And you take away that massive roster that people love and you get a game called Capcom uh, Marvel's Capcom Infinite. 
It just seems bare bones they force up a movie franchise. Well, and it's when it comes to um, to the X Men characters in the Marvel versus series, uh, it's kind of, it's very weird. It's very jarring to see. One, it's very jarring to see Wolverine not there because he's always been like the face. Always, always. Was it's always been like Wolverine and Ryu. They're always yeah. doing the whole handshake thing. Yeah. That's kind of like how it, how at least in my head, you know, yeah. I'm I'm not terribly old, but in my head, it's they're always doing the handshakes. And now there's there's no Wolverine, there's no Storm, no Magneto, there's no Fantastic Four characters. And by Fantastic Four characters, I mean there's no Doctor Doom. Pretty much, and he's a very fan favorite in oh. tournament. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but like you have that massive gap and. What was that? What was that one fighting game? It was Marvel Nemesis. Yes, yes, Marvel Nemesis. And I thought that was a good type of like. They were like on. They were onto something. It was a good like big open three D fighter. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool with its unique own characters, and I thought that, that you know Marvel was trying to delve into something darker as DC yeah. is doing. Well, Nemesis was a dark. It was a darker yeah. game. You know, the story mode just had like the the, the Nemesis like mm-hmm. the. That little group, I forget mm-hmm. what they're the actually. It might just be like the nemesis, where they actually in the story they would just systematically kill some yeah. of the heroes. But that never panned off to something something ever bigger. And I feel like with the rise of the MCU, we have not gotten good fighting game, and you have such a huge fan base that people will go out of their way to buy these games. You can even put this on the Switch, which a lot of young audiences have. They put Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. So you put a Marvel fighting game on that it's it's a proper fighting game, not some cheesy half-ass game. Then you get a bigger audience. You 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 delve back into the fighting game genre in in the round, and and it's really frustrating that Capcom and Marvel can't seem to figure out what to do. And I understand why Warner Brothers and Never Netherrealm to work better because they're Netherrealm is owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, so they have no, access to everything. They have access to everything, and I wish you know two companies can. Communicate yeah. better. That's that's kind of what it comes down to with the Marvel versus Capcom series. It's it's a lot of communication because I say this all the time to the to to the guys. It's like it's not so much Marvel versus Capcom. It's like MCU versus Capcom. Yeah, that's because what like because um an infinite you got you lost a lot of Marvel characters that like people really liked like. Uh, you have characters that people don't think about that often, like Shumagorath or yeah. um Doctor Doom, Wolverine. We don't gotta go over those again. Yeah. but um they're characters that. Like Shumagarath and for some reason I'm blanking on a couple of others, but that you don't think about them often, but you associate them with Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Like you notice when they're not there. Yeah. Kind of like uh, how Jigglypuff is in Super Smash Bros. It's like it's like if all of a sudden Jigglypuff wasn't in Super Smash Bros., you would notice that it's like, hey, is Jigglypuff missing? I think yeah. Jigglypuff is miss- missing. Character's been there for a while. Yeah, that you know. It's like, why aren't they there? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what we're missing with um, with all this uh, miscommunications. You know, yeah. with they're focusing so much on the movies and making sure everything represents the movies yeah. to bring all the attention to the movie that everything else is kind of taking a hit for it. Yeah, and you gotta understand, a lot of those people that have to see the movies don't play games. So, like, you can't, like, guarantee that they're going to go out of the way to get a game. Or stuff like you have a you already have an established fan base in your gaming community. It's always like let's get new people, new people. How many new people are there? 
Yeah, how many new fans do you think you're going to get with yeah. your your fighting game? Fighting games are already a, like a, a niche market anyway. Yeah, it's one day, one one time purchase, and it's you know delved into more microtransactions later on. But a lot of those people don't get it after that point. Yeah, they just get to the next thing. They just move on, and with when you have a. The, you have the Ultimate Alliance 3 coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a couple of the Marvel uh, mobile games and stuff, too. I feel like the crowd they're looking for, all those like new fans, are going to be playing those as opposed to like Marvel vs. Capcom. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like they should give Capcom a little bit more reign to use some other characters. Yeah. Allow them to actually use Marvel characters. <laughs> it's a big universe if you did not know that. They, can, they have a, a lot of potential, but they still have to hit the big marks, and they're missing a lot of big yeah. marks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people are noticing, those those big things, and that's why it kind of feels a little bit hollow. And that comes to the point where where you mentioned before how WB owns NetherRealm, so they have like a infinite well of DC yeah. that they could pull from mm-hmm. that Capcom just can't do right now until Marvel loosens their grip. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Because Marvel has to listen to Disney. It's like a three-way chain that they have to go through. Yeah, it's a lot of filters. And by the time it gets to Capcom, it's kind of watered down. Yeah, at that point. And now, you know, bringing that up, do you think that they could be flipped? Like, um, you think they could throw the Marvel characters into NetherRealm's corner and the DC characters into Capcom's corner and still make it work in a successful way? I mean... With the way DC has been doing a lot of their even comic books, like you can go dark, like there's avenues. Like I know now, like a lot, of, it's a fifty-fifty split. But the Suicide Squad, they're they're killers. Yeah, they're killers forced to be heroes. Okay, and it works. It works. And you have a lot of these Netherrealm characters that are killers, but they're heroes. Like you know the whole. The whole uh, comic is yeah. This is special forces. Yeah, special yeah. forces. They're killers. They're 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 in their early twenties. Even their parents, they're killers. They and they're killed. and they're creative killers yeah. too. They don't just like shoot people. Yeah. Well, obviously they didn't. They don't go out of the way to kill like a crook in the city. It's always these bigger bombastic events. But you have groups in nether realms that deal with smaller groups. Like you have characters like Strider. He's a cop. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's a cop. He's a regular, you can, regular you can legit, cop. Like write him as a character that like, cleans up the streets. That's sick and tired of like, you know, just bad people and stuff like that. Him running into other MK characters. I mean, like it's simple like that. You have characters like Cabal, Fast, hmm, like the Flash. Yeah, he could be a darker version like that. Speeds around, maybe kill people too. But then you know, he, it it works perfect because you have characters like Raiden, like a lot like Shazam. You have characters like Johnny Cage, who's in the in the depths of. You, and I know this is crossing genres, but like you know, martial arts like a Iron Fist type. But you have like characters that are martial arts heavy in DC that can work. Like you have all these supernatural powers. Why? Oh, magic. Magic. So I mean, like it's just just magic. Like that, you know, or people just born this way, or they're from a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Remember, DC multiverse, different dimensions, different realities. It works better, and it works really good. Like if I were to read the comic book. And I see Shang Tsung there. I'd be like, "Oh, he's probably going to fight Batman because he's immortal, like friggin' Ra's al Ghul." Yeah, you know, they do have a lot yeah. of um, yeah, a lot of similarities yeah. that I didn't think about. So you have a lot of those, like, just a lot of these weird things that just fits perfectly. And it's weird because you have this thing for kids and then this thing for adults, but they work together. And when you do that, your fan base is good because you have people of all ages. 
pretty, pretty much in that avenue. But then the realm for Marvel, I think, yeah, I, I think a lot of the stuff for Capcom fits toward DC. Marvel is because it's really weird because when you go to the comic shop, you see your Marvel comics, your regular heroes, right? Yeah, your Iron right? Man. Yeah, your Iron Man, your Captain America, your Spider Man. Then you have these kid book sections like your Squirrel Girls, your little girl wasp and stuff like that <laughs> but like you have that and you have characters in Capcom they're kid friendly like really the only one I always think about is the one for Mega Man the little bot what was his name oh the Surbot Surbot, Surbot. like I, like a kid's comic book for Surbot he's adorable like it, it works in that because Marvel is more treated more for kids in a way because you have more kid friendly type characters than in DC DC more works with their adult characters more often than their, their younger legacy characters that's what Marvel does really good in, in that sense and the worlds will fit really good because you can kind of have that disconnect from the adult world to the kids world at least if you're going to sell it to an avenue of like, a different audience yeah yeah because the I mean the audience that um that that NetherRealm Studios plays to is much different than the one that Capcom plays yeah. to it's pretty much people that are in that Late high school to adulthood. Oh, yeah. We're, we're trying to be angsty as hell over here. Yeah, pretty much. Angsty as a crap, right? <laughs> Do a fatality, freak out our parents because we're playing violent video Oh, yeah. Games. Or in my case, your dad does the fatality in front of you and, <laughs> and you know, makes you violent for the rest of your life. Yeah, pretty much like that. But then when you have the Marvel games, you'd be like, hey, dad, hey, mom, look what I'm doing. And it's just like kapow, pow, like no blood. Right, no blood, but of... you got big effects on there, yeah. big beams going across. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, this nice... uh and there's this big personality announcer saying mm-hmm. things like "blast" yeah. and, and "Iron Man wins," <laughs> or they just they shout out like the name of the movie killed him with, like in the old Marvel's Capcom games, which I wish they would bring back. Yeah. That was always the coolest thing. Because it, it was like you feel like you're involved. Yeah, because it was it was a unique name for each team you had. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know when the roster was smaller, it was more possible. But now there's there's no telling how yeah. many what they're going to possible do. combinations. Yeah. Are. But yeah, like like I said, it works good. I don't know what you think or believe, but I think it works. Um, I think there would be a bit of a a problem if they like tried to to switch them. Like if uh, Marvel like was brought over to uh, Netherrealm and vice versa. Yeah. Um, because I just feel like so many of the characters aren't like as violent as they could be, and just the the nature of their abilities. Like you have Spider Man. Um, Spider Man like. He, I won't say he's like nonviolent because he 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 can he jack fools up, mm-hmm. um, but the way his his moveset is, I don't think it would uh, translate that well to like a more you know on on the ground yeah. way like Netherrealms is like the Capcom games are very jumpy and stuff, yeah. and it's perfect for Spider Man. But I feel like Netherrealm successfully made a T game. And, and they did, and I think it could work in that avenue. Because I feel like, and here's the thing, I always want a Netherrealm to make a Marvel game. Okay. You. I want Netherrealm to make a Marvel game. But here's the thing, Netherrealm made a DC game, made a T. You don't have to put finishers, you don't have to put, yeah, you yeah, can put blood, you can put blood. A little bit of blood. You can put battle damage, because I always like that in my hero, like always battle damage. Yeah, because I mean, they're going to be taking some damage. And I think, like, the way they constructed their video games, and because you like, you love the fucking format for Netherrealm fighting games. Simple 2D, uh, special meter on the bottom, health up top, boom. You have a nice avenue to see both your characters. You have a good backdrop. Yes, like, you know, like a fighting game. And I think they would do fucking perfect. You think so? I think they will knock it out of the fucking park. I think their format and how they make their fighting games, 
And I think they can do their... Because there was a statement that you said that was funny that Centurion looks a lot like a DC character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, like, everything she does is, like, so Injustice-like mm-hmm. compared to, like, being, like, in Mortal Kombat. And I think they would do perfect in the, in the DC game. I think, I mean, in the Marvel game, I think they're, the way that they format their games and how realistic they look, I think it's perfect. And, and that's just my opinion about that matter. And I think they would do fantastic. I will always crave that. And I'm sad that Marvel doesn't have a studio... Yeah, like that. They have Capcom, which I respect. Of course, but they're flashy. They're flashy, and that—that's they're flashy first, and uh, they have great foundations for yeah. all their games. Um, but nothing realistic. But it's like, not like mocap face. You yeah, know what I mean? they don't try to. They always kind of keep it a little. I don't call it goofy, but they're not going for realism, right? Um, they go like like when uh, in Street Fighter Four when you hit. Um, uh, uh, Ryu's uh, Matsu uh, Shoryuken where he mm-hmm. hit you in the stomach and then hit you in the chin and yeah. you're like in your lower lip like, engulfs oh, your yeah. face it's the it's it's funniest it's looking thing ever yeah. but it's, it's and that's kind of how they are compared to how Netherrealm is but there is um, I always had it's like a like a fantasy of mine where Netherrealm does a Mortal Kombat type game with Marvel's more uh, violent characters, yeah. Because the one thing Marvel is good at is like they're they're great at creating violent characters. Like everyone in DC yeah. is inherently violent. Like Batman is inherently violent. Yeah. He's a little delusional and like his you no know, killing thing. He'll just do. He just won't. He won't kill you himself. He'll yeah. let your injuries do it for you. Yeah. But Marvel, they're great at creating violent adversaries for their less violent heroes. Like yeah. like for every Spider-Man, you have a, a Venom and Carnage. Uh, for every, uh, I guess Wolverine is just inherently violent, but for every Wolverine, you have a Sabretooth, mm-hmm. you know, who's a lot more violent than Wolverine is. Yeah. And but just, I, just by a sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not by, not by a whole lot. Wolverine but is violent. He's very violent, yes. Um... But I would love to see a Netherrealm game with, like, Marvel villains, perhaps, as opposed to the heroes. Like, the heroes can, and and some of the, the less violent villains can, you know, stick to their Marvel versus Capcom, which is fine. You know, it's perfect. Yeah. But there's some characters that wouldn't really go well into Marvel versus Capcom because how violent they are. Because, you know, like, uh, the Jamaican Shake is a big Carnage fan. Yeah. And I just don't think we'll ever see Carnage in a Marvel versus game because he's... He's just violent. Everything he does, you know, he creates axes. He stabs people. He can, like, elongate his body. He looks scary. Oh, yeah. And um, there's nothing cartoony about him. And you have a lot of characters like that, like the Punisher, who is violence embodied, pretty much. His whole draw is, like, you want a comic book that's violent? Here's the Punisher. And there's a lot of characters like that I feel like we could uh, dive into if we had a more like a darker company that's not afraid to yeah, cross those boundaries. Yeah, obviously. And it's just a shame that they, they, they don't delve into that because the kids, a lot of kids are playing these way more violent games like yeah, GTA and stuff. More realistic violence. That's I think that's where some people get it mixed up. It's like there's realistic violence like GTA and there's cartoon and there's violence. Cartoon violence. Yeah. I think people can tell the difference or you and I would have turned out way worse than what we did. Yeah, from what the media always says. For sure. Yeah. Okay, um, we, we were going over um, uh, various characters earlier, yeah. uh, like in the Justice game and, and how you made, um, how you made Doomsday. Yeah. Like all your, you know, why you chose Doomsday. But that, that kind of like uh, piqued my interest into like a kind of a bigger question. What as a whole determines who you choose to main? Because um, I looked through 
not look through, obviously, but just I think of like all the games that you and I, all the fighting games you and I play together, yeah. and you have them. Um, it's kind of a it's a strange variety, yeah. Because you you main Doomsday and Injustice, yeah. um, like we said, and um, but you also like in Street Fighter you use Sakura and Ibuki and Goken. You use Rashid in Street Fighter Five. Um, um, you use you main Kotalkan in in um. In MKX. MKX, but not the variation with power, the variation with the sword. Mm-hmm. And in um, MK11, you use uh, Kotokan and Garrus, mm-hmm. who you, you, you very, very much gravitated to. It's a very, like, it's a wide range yeah. of characters. Where, what, where's your mind at when you, um, when you see a character and be like, that's my main, that's my favorite in this game? I'm going to be honest with you, and, like, there is a similarity to, like, a couple games... I like swords. You're like, oh, you're a sword man. Well, I love swords, but a lot of games get swords weird and different. My problem is a lot of games make swords way too fast. And I'm not into the whole super anime, like... Got you. Swords are heavy. Obviously, you can tell by Kotokan's sword, it's yeah, heavy. Especially in MK11. He hits really... It's so satisfying. I, I look for heavy-hitting characters. Like, that's me. That's always been me. Obviously, Street Fighter is a little bit different. Right, they don't but, have, like, just big heavy hitters. But they don't have that. And, like, it's... I mean, yes, I use Armika, who's a heavy hitter. Yeah, she can hit pretty hard. hard. Like, uh, I mean, uh, Grappler. Grappler, yeah. But besides that, there there isn't any other character there that that's my type. But when... And this is going to delve into a different fighting game, like Blaze Blue. The character I gravitate to was Hakuman. Because he looked cool. Yeah, he had cool. a sword. And it was a slow, slow strike. Yeah. And it's I like a character where I can kind of command the feel where I I want you to come at me. I want you to try to hit me, and I gotta move to come at you right away. Okay. Yeah. So like Hawkman, it's the supercharge. And one of the I forget which game I played, he had a counter where it was in the air. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I think it's just an air counter or yeah. something like that. So I'm not I'm not a Hawkman player, so, so I'm not sure. If it's a full charge, it's 20 to 25% damage. That's like a quarter free house, basically. I like to command a few. I like you to come at me so I can punish you. I love it. So would you say you um, you like characters that kind of cover a lot of space in front of them? Mm-hmm. Not so much a zone, or you're not trying to like command the entire yeah. like stretch of field, but yeah. you, have a, you have a specific range you like that you like to control, and that's your comfort zone. Well, a lot of the characters I mean aren't zoners. They, they, yeah, I don't they think any of them are. Terrible zoners. The thing I had like with uh, with Code of Khan was even MKX. I had I was obviously slow, but I had a lot of moves that lead into my blade. There was a a low and then a kick. I hit you low, I kick you sword. Yeah, and then, into the launching then, kick, right? Then yep, and then I had the elbow, and then it was an elbow, two elbow hits, and then my arm went like this. It went like a hammer, and then you juggled, and then. Into, uh, into the sword, sword. saw. Yep. And then if you're trying to maybe sew me out, there was a really crappy move I had. It was really <laughs> slow, but I just threw my sword at you. Right, but it did a lot of damage, though. Yeah. But the thing I liked about Kotokan is if you're trying to zone at me, I can duck low, uh, use my son, and I heal myself. Yeah, so. So, so this is what happened a lot in MK11. It's way faster, and I have a little bit more better zoning moves. But the the sun's a little bit faster, and you have to come at me. Right, and then you're they're they're walking right into your space, mm-hmm. where where you you just conditioned yourself to yeah. control that space, and you have tools to get them there. Yeah, and the same and what Doomsday is, look, buddy, you can get you, <laughs> look, you can be far away from me, 
And if I have at least one meter, I'm coming right to you. Right, from space. So either you want to come at me where I have, like I said, the... Uh, the, what was it? The uh, comedy move with the joking move? Oh, the the it's just like an overhead smash. The well, overhead and the over, oh, the joke attack. Uh, the joke attack, it. which is basically just a ground like a high ground power. Uh, I could do that, or I had a combo where it was square, square triangle X, which was just I basically just like feel like I was just like like rattling my hands and it, it juggled you. All right, that's one, that's one, two, three for all you yep. professionals out there. And then when I juggle you, I do an uppercut, I do an air grab, enhance, boom, throw you to the ground. Then I had a good move where, all right, let's say you've been trying, you, you get me with air, with an air um, an air projectile if I try to jump. I have a Venom Rush. I have, an, uh, I have a long rush where if I enhance it, it gives me super armor and it's full screen. And it hits twice, if it I remember twice, correctly. Yep. And I have that. I have a move that is XX, which is basically me scooping the ground and then punching. It was just like, I, um, it's like a, I wouldn't say, it was like a heavy uppercut, and then it was just a punch at the end that okay. sent you full screen. Right, full screen, and they would have to either fight to get, or they would either come back into your space, or you just come down and get in their faces again. Like I said, like I like a, I like a strong character. I like a character that I don't have to do... 20 hit combo for 30% right. be super flashy and be like hey look what I can do there's no disregard to anybody that does that I admire you for doing that that's just not how I am skilled at I, I'm, a, I'm a good reader I like to block a lot and I like to punish I try, to, I, I try my best to know every single character's base combo to whatever game I'm fighting to at least know where I'm blo- blocking high low yeah and, very, very smart yeah and I like just command the space with a big bulky character where somebody would be like, all you do is the same four hit combo or all you do is this special. Yet again, you can practice, you can block, and you can counter, but you choose not to. Yeah, I'm taking advantage of your frustration. And that's why I like these big bulky characters. I dig that. Now that brings me to um, one of your more interesting picks, like bringing up how you like the big bulky characters and you like to make them come to you. Mm -hmm. Um, In Injustice 2, you are a dark side main. And um, <laughs> that was a, a, a for me that was a very frustrating matchup you know, playing being Scarecrow, mm-hmm. um, and you uh, you used a lot of teleports. You had a jumping teleport, uh, the standing teleport, and you had the the forward back and was it an up laser as well? Yeah, it's, and, it's and there's like you can like ex yeah it lasers all over the place. But you um you had this this combo where I forget how you would start it, but you would. Get me in the air, and then you would jump and stomp. It was like a like kind of like a foot dive yeah, into like you would ex it, and it would bounce me up, and you do the back smack into like a whole other combo. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like that was your like your most technical character you've ever played? Was Dark Side? Here's the thing about Dark Side: a lot of people hated him in Injustice Two. I hated Dark Side. My, yeah, but <laughs> Dark Side is one of my favorite DC villains. Basically, just the devil. Basically, in DC. Basically, that's it. Um, He's, he's, he's what I want. I want a bulky character, but a bulky character that can command with four hits that has really good projectiles. <laughs> that had, was the thing with, amazing projectiles. That was the thing with him, and I try not to I try not to ever do that, and I, I try not to ever try to spam because I love Dark Side. I'm not trying to take the. The, the, the world right. of Dark Side. You don't want to just turn him into that, oh, here we go again. Trust me, I will if you start fucking <laughs> spamming. Like, I, I will not think twice. 
I thought, yeah, he was one, one of my more technical because honestly, if you look at his combos list, he didn't have normal string combos. A lot of his stuff involved the lasers, involved EX and moves. Okay. Because um, there was a couple moves that um, did the ground pound, right? Um, I do a ground pound, and I think there was a, um, I think there was a way I can um, try to do a command grab, which I would laser you in the air and then throw you. There, there, there was, there was a lot of different, there was a lot of weird moves he has, but mainly a lot of the things, which I appreciate involved the Omega lasers, because honestly, that fits the kid Darkseid's character. Right, he, that was that's, kind of his thing. That's just one thing that makes him, him, because basically he's big blocky Superman. But, Big blocky Superman. Yeah, but the thing is, is lasers can bend at will. Right. They can track. Well, that's why they were, mm-hmm. he always boasted that mm-hmm. they were like, oh, they are undodgeable. Yeah. Just for like half the DC cast in the world to dodge them eventually. Yeah, pretty too. much. But, you know, to not important characters, you can't dodge them. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like one of my most technical characters where I actually had to try to figure out ways to involve my projectiles, which I didn't want to go in that avenue, but... He was one of my favorite DC villains, so I was like, I'm making an exception, and it worked out perfectly with me, with him. And I always respected that um, that you didn't take the zoning route with Darkseid, because as anyone who's ever played Injustice 1 or 2, it had a serious uh, zoning problem. They were The zoning was way unbalanced. You could cheese out half the cast. Yeah. Uh, more than half the cast if you decide to zone if you were uh, Deadshot or Darkseid. Um, and Justice 2, I can't quite think of any other ones. I'm sure there are. Uh, Superman, you could, you can, but they, they, they didn't. Yeah, they did not repeat the same mistake. They, they really toned him down to a point where he was always in mid-tier. Yeah, he was. And he, uh, he had his own. They changed his game, you know. Yeah. He's, like, he wants to control kind of like the mid-range space. Because yeah. he had a lot of long-reaching moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always respected that you... Like, you would put pressure on when it was needed with the yeah. lasers. Um, if someone was trying to keep their distance, you would be like, listen here. I can control the whole field if I wanted to. I'm choosing not to. So fight me. It's always good to have a character that can now teleport. That's all yeah, I Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's got a teleport is. Uh, and his teleport was um, really impressive because it was a teleport that led into an attack. Right. But it was um, it was an attack at will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Like when you did the the air one, yeah. if you teleported in the air, you could come down with that stomp into yeah. like a whole ex into a combo. But you didn't have to. You yeah. could just drop and started like a mix up or something yeah. like that. And that's always impressive, in, as opposed to someone who teleports and always attacks, like Scorpion or Supergirl or Supergirl. Oh Jesus, she was rough at dodge. Yeah, launch. She was. Okay, she was. I think she was a problem child at launch with Supergirl. Because um, it was the same thing with Scorpion. You. You block. You couldn't block right away. Yeah, you had the like they had a sound cue in the very beginning, but in, at least in the early life of Injustice Two, that wasn't it. Wasn't really enough yeah. until like you really knew the matchup. You knew to when you hear the whoosh to duck. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get nailed no matter what you do. You, you want to throw a projectile? Oh, she's she's like whatever around the world punching yeah, you pretty much and it was frustrating and she had like the lasers she could spam lasers too she was the other one she was the other like but yeah lasers. her lasers were tied into a trait so that was a trait yeah. but honestly and I was saying this from the jump I was I was saying that they didn't take out enough meter per laser for it to even matter yeah. unless you blew it all on like the big giant walking yeah, laser then yeah. honestly it filled up way pretty too fast, fast for it to matter yeah um <clears throat> but Injustice 1 was famous it's and it still is it's still famous for 
for just if you wanted to win it all, Deathstroke. You pick Deathstroke, or you picked, uh, or you picked Superman, or uh, Green Lantern could do it too. Green Green Lantern had was really impressive with his projectiles too, but it wasn't a, it wasn't the problem was it wasn't like a thinking man's like projectile dodging, you know what I mean, or or projectile using, because mm. um, in say uh, Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter Five, you know, you have your you have your zoners. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Fang can be kind of a zoner, um, but you have to be smart with it. Yeah. You can't just like throw stuff out because then you get jumped in or there's like dodge under yeah. it if it's a high one. That wasn't how Injustice One was. It was you could do anything you wanted and nobody could stop you because yeah. the recovery was usually too fast and you had at least like you had two projectiles on the screen sometimes. And um, that's why I respected that you didn't use the the laser so oppressively because you could have easily done it and won every single match you've ever had. It's usually like two lasers and then I come to you. Right. That's usually what I try to do. Because they're usually turtling by then, mm-hmm. and then you can hit him, you know, with his forward his uh his forward three, which is the uh, the big overhead stomp he had. Yeah. Boom. Which is because he just brought his foot. Although anyway, this is like just a full circle. Um, but as far as um as far as mains go, um, I want to touch back on Hakuman oh. from uh, from Blaze Blue. Okay. Because we have a we have a funny story um with Hakuman that we tell like repeatedly every every so often like this gets brought up. Uh, did you want to tell the story, man? Yes, it was uh, one of our first tournaments that we hosted at a was it um. What was the story called again? Um, oh, oh, Otaku, Generation Otaku, I yeah. think it was. It was old, I think so. Yeah, it was an old store in Delaware City that the, the location shut down. They reopened somewhere else. But it was the first tournament as a group that we hosted. And there was an ex-member in our group yeah. who was very cocky, who was very showy off, thinks he's the best. He, you know, obviously, he's really big into anime games, obviously, as you know. Yeah. Uh, he joined, and I. And it was more of like a whatever joined for me. I played the game a few times, and I know a few moves, so I was like, whatever. So I joined the tournament. I, I won my first match because I beat some kid that obviously never played the game. Then comes Jamie. Jamie. Then comes him. A.K.A. He's, Hot Fries, we can call him Hot Fries. That was his name when he was still a member. But um, he's obviously played the game a lot more than me. He knows his characters, and surprisingly, the character I use is one of his favorite characters, but he went to a different, he chose a different character. First round, I won, barely. Second round, he destroyed me. But that second round, he got really yeah, that's, that's That was always he, like a thing, because his theme, he would just beat you, and then like, yeah, that was it. Really, he got to a point where he was so cocky, he gets up, he does a wrestling pose, like, well, I'm the big man now. Like, you know, showing off that he won, like, whatever. It's really annoying. But I was in the focus because when he did that, I'm like, hell no. <laughs> but I wouldn't really say I planned this match, this final round out. It was more so like, let's see if it, if it happens. He has a full, he has a full sword strike, which is like, um, obviously you can do, uh, the forward version is the 25%. And then like, I think the up version is like 20. So right, a little bit weaker. So all you legit have to do is like quarter circle, like square circle, and then he does the full he does a full Chortakuman slice, and it's a really it's like one of the hardest hitting moves in the game. I did it, and he got hit four he got hit four times. I did it four times. Match is over. Match is over in fifteen to twenty seconds. God damn! I won in such a short amount of time that 
uh, Banzai Wolfberger turned around and said, is the match over already? And just complete utter surprise. And I won. Obviously, I didn't jump up and scream like, whoa! Right, you got yeah, more humility than that. I do. I shake his head. He was... Yes. <laughs> I think he was pissed for the rest of the, the yeah. rest of the tournament too. But side right. note, side note, he went over and played tech and pissed off. Uh, what's Greg's name again? Oh, um, he, he recently changed to a protege deluxe, but at the time it was the champ special. Yeah, yeah, he pissed off the champ special doing a cheap move from Lars, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I pissed him off to a point where he changed, he spanned in a different tournament. But I won that match. I didn't win the tournament, unfortunately, but. I won. I won in my heart. Yeah, we had some uh, pro Blaze Blue player show yeah. up, and um, so he mopped up the yeah. tournament. But but I was happy about that. I was like, yeah, I got him out. Now, <laughs> now as far as like tournaments and 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 fights go, would you say that's like one of your most satisfying no uh, moments? That is one of my most satisfying moments. But my most favorite moment was at that tournament still. Okay, it go. was against Hansa Wolfberger. And then uh, Naruto Storm Three. Oh, I forgot we ran in Naruto we Storm were Three. In the Final match. It was I played as Kid Obito and he played as Sage Naruto, and we legit went. I guess it was out of five, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the last set, the last set, and I I have this crazy setup move with Kid Obito where I do a combo, I do a cancel, and I do a grab. Grabs aren't really that strong. I usually did that move a lot because it's flashy looking. Because I, I just wanted to be flashy or right, whatever. Right. Besides the point, it got to a point where we are legit maybe like one special, one jutsu away from legit death, both me and him. And we are legit like face to face, maybe like four feet away. Like whoever does a combo is dead. Like legit. And legit, oh, my hands are sweating. I'm like, I don't know what All the right. fuck. It was a big moment do. for you. I was like... I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know if he's gonna do a tilt. If I'm gonna do a tilt, I don't have that much. Uh, I don't have that much chakra to do a fireball jutsu. So I just, I did a grab. I did a grab and it confused Keebs at the moment or Bonsai Wilberger and I got him. I won. I it was one of the most satisfying finishing for a tournament because I actually won that tournament. It wasn't the match. It was the entire tournament. I won. And I felt so great at that moment. No, was that the grand finals? You and you and Bonsai? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember it being intense. Unfortunately, I was running the brackets and stuff, so I didn't get a chance to watch every tournament. But. My hands were slippery. I mean, there is another tournament in the Evolved Injustice. It was at Philadelphia Wizard World. Um, and it was... This is pre-batch. This is Bro, this, big is, this is pretty and early in I the... I beat a spamming Deathstroke at the finals. With Doomsday? With Doomsday. Who... Says Doomsday is is super cheap. As he spans with Deathstroke. As he spans with Deathstroke, with obviously he wakes up with the sword. Right, of course, yeah. That to that point, I figured that out. I stopped it. I completely eliminated that force because after you know he does that, there's a room to punish him with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of recovery on. He didn't used to. Yeah, but that I, I took advantage of that. I beat him. I won the tournament, and I got the artist for the Injustice comic book to sign a poster where Superman. Up, punches a hole into Joker. The actual comic book artist was there. Whoever won the tournament got the uh, sign post. Man, so, so you, so that that was that must have been a huge moment for you. Oh, that was really cool. I loved it. But that keep that that bonsai Wilbur moment. I don't know. It was it felt more intimate and it was really right, fun with, with, with your brother. So, but it was all serious at that moment. 
Well, when you're in during the like that Naruto tournament, and and those moments where one like it, it comes down to one read, yeah, it's really like your brain's like racing. Like, what could? Because you have to think, what's your opponent going to do, and what should you do, yeah. and what are they thinking yeah. you're going to do, and what are you thinking that they're thinking you're going to do, and eventually, why are Jessica cross, and you just say, "Fuck it, I'm a grab," and no one expects the fuck yeah. it, I'm a grab, yeah. you know? And uh, I just I did that and. It worked. It, it just it worked, and sometimes in those moments, you just gotta trust what. You just do whatever you're gonna do. Don't 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 double. Don't don't over don't overthink. Press the button. Just do something. Just press Because that button. person across from you is as nervous as you. Yeah. That moment. So. But yeah. yeah. Everyone's everyone's wires are crossed, and everyone's minds are racing. Their hearts beating in their yeah. chest. Everyone's hands are sweaty. Knees weak. Dude, yeah, those were the worst moments, man, when your hands are too sweaty. Yeah, man. Uh, That's that's, that's the exciting thing, though. Like, when you come down from that, you're like, yo, this is what it's all about. It's those those heart-thumping moments. You're like, that's what this is all about. That's that's why we joined these tournaments. Like, yeah, it's nice to win, but you really want that competition, man. Well, first first set of rules for me, never lose the first round. Never lose lose the first first round? Well, if you you live by that. Yeah. I try not to lose the first match in any tournament. At least need to at least win one match. Right. So you, at least say you played the tournament. Yeah. You know, I entered this tournament and I did okay. Because yeah. you lose first round, you like, okay, I didn't do so well. I was like, what was the point of me here? <laughs> yeah, really. So like, I didn't. I, I didn't even. I wasn't even in the tournament. Yeah, I got much. knocked out first round. <clears throat> um, you are. You you like comics? Yeah. Like you're you're big. You're huge on on comics now. Mm-hmm. Is that uh something that started with injustice or? It actually started uh, when I got my first job. First job at uh, Arby's. And at that moment, I actually I had a global income. I started to actually expand my my love because you know I, I watch TV. I've, I've seen the movies. I wanted to actually read the source materials so for a change in okay. it. Freaking expanded right, my it, mind. It changed. It changed, changed everything. Yeah. Like your whole identity yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Uh, it kind of changed. You know. Now you. You know. You have all this uh, comic book memorabilia. Yeah. You know. You're big on. I feel like that kind of influenced you into getting into fighting games as well. Oh, you know, yeah. With Injustice, and you have your Marvels of Capcom. Yeah. I feel that like it's expanded it, even more. Yeah. At that point. It kind. It kind of branches out into a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, I'm, where I'm getting at is. Um, more recently than that, you started reading a lot. Yeah. Doing a whole lot of just like reading, like novels of all all genres. It's actually really impressive. I'm not sure where you get the time yeah. to read so much, but I admire anyone that can like there, carve out that kind of time. There's some moments, uh, there'll be some days where like I didn't read a single page in a week, and I kind of like have to finish a book once a month, okay. at least a novel once a month, at the bare minimum. And there'll be a moment on a weekend where I'm like, I gotta cut up 200 pages. And like you know, I have all weekend where I don't have to go out with my girl. I don't have to hang out with nobody. Right. I'm just going to focus on reading, and that's usually where I catch up. But yeah, I try to make do with reading, What's and it? I love it. And it's good. Reading's reading is fundamental, yeah. and for people like me, it is good that there's still readers out there. Yeah. Um. Now going back into fighting games, cause that's all I am. Um, what series out of all the books you've read? <laughs> Would you like to see get adapted into a fighting game in particular? There's there's a lot out there that could be like made into adventure games or yeah. like shooting games, but as far as fighting game goes, what series have you read uh, that you think could translate pretty see, well? For me, 
I went a little, little. It's a mixture of two genres, but I think it works so good in a fighting game. Okay, let's hear it. Just it's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I think, and it's it's. I wanted to try to stay away to, from like the movie version because obviously, as I say, I read novels. Yeah. The book versions are so much different. Than that, the book. That's what I hear. The movie cut off so many characters, so many plot lines. There's so many contradictions in the movies that you see. And then you'd be like, wait, this character said this, but like in this movie, they, no. no. The books are, and this, I'm going to sound pretentious, I'm going to sound obnoxious, but the books are always better. You get mm, the true story. And yes, the movie versions can make the book, it can, can outlast the book even more. But for this instance, like, no, like the books are way better. And I always like to see a visual media of, of the book I see. But half the time, yeah, they just Hollywood it up. Yeah, well, well, they have to. Yeah, well, well, get, everything ends up Hollywood eventually once it hits the screen. You know, I think a Harry Potter fighting game would be cool because it will be like that's it. What's the samurai fighting game that you are you excited for? Uh, samurai Showdown. Yeah, aren't you a big fan of that? I I, well, I played a lot of it when I was young. So um, it's not, weapon based. Obviously, right? Yeah, it's weapon based. So weapon like, based you game. you don't, like the only other big mainstream weapon based game is Soul Calibur. Yeah, I think mainstream to, to the big cabal. Yeah, as far as mainstream yeah. goes, but I think a two D like wizard battle would be really cool because a lot of, like obviously if you've seen in some movies they do a wizard battle on top of a long table. Yeah, it's your fighting scene. That's your fighting setup for yeah, fighting. I mean, it kind of spells it out for you, right? And there. I think with a lot of the characters that were introduced in books and sometimes you see in a the movie, there's a lot of different techniques like wizard dueling. Is vastly that everybody has a different stance. Everyone has. A reserve stance, a more confidence, a more lax stance, a more vicious stance. You have so many characters that that are vicious, that are counters. You can have counters. You can have healing uh, characters. You can have, obviously, your really spammy characters. You can have your strong magic characters, which are your bulky. You can have grappler characters, which do more like Leviosa grabs. Okay, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. And then, like, you know, you'll, you'll have really good stages, backdrops that would be good. Obviously, for me, you can... If you, if I had this uh, set up in my head, you can have interactables almost like, boom, like a light lamp, like throw it. But obviously you block. Right, right. Obviously you block. Nothing unblockable. Mm-hmm. Nothing unblockable here, but unless you, they're grappler, yeah. you know, and then you can't block the grab. But like you know, you you have really good backdrops. You have your villain characters. Obviously, you have Voldemort. You have Beatrice. You have you have a lot of other like you know that they're already part of the. Um, part of the dark ones uh, the dark lords like uh, cult like you have a lot of like characters that you can delve into fun. like obviously Harry Potter would be the more like standard like wizard character. yeah yeah he'll be your, your Ryu you know mm-hmm. he's got you know he's got a basic blast mm-hmm. a basic anti-air yeah. you know he's got basic buttons you know it's just a basic problem then your Hermione will be more uh, I think more technical because she's actually a better wizard than Harry. Than Harry. She actually learns more. So you think she would have more, say, maybe a, a larger move pool? Yeah. Maybe way more complex. Yeah, just like longer, just longer strings. Yeah. Well, when you when you think when you say um, adapt Harry Potter into a fighting game, what engine are you under? I mean. Like what? 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 What kind of world are we? Are we in another realm where everything's like kind of grounded and and, and more space heavy? Or what are we in the injustice? Is injustice is is like another realm? They're kind of they they have more space for like um more like magical type of stuff. Because I think whatever engine or whatever they use for their skeletons for that game, I think will work better. Okay, just because obviously it's more flashy and more heavy. 
Hey, right. you, know, like, you have more projectile so, space. Yeah. So it's not going to be as, as nuts as like a Marvel vs. Capcom it's game. It's not going to be intense. Okay, so it's still a little bit darker. It's mm-hmm. got a little bit of a cloud over it. Yeah. What well, is Harry Potter? It's kind of a dark series. Oh, yeah. Progressively every year. Yeah. Now, every- obviously, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking like... This would be the go because you have your your kid, kid your kid Harry, and then your adult Harry. But no, I, I think more like just middle ground would be better because right, everyone in like I don't want to flood you. You don't want to flood the character list with the same character. Yeah, you don't want young Harry Potter and then like older. adult Harry Potter. Yeah, no, because like young Harry Potter sucks. Right, right. He's, he's a terrible he's, wizard. Doesn't know anything. He just wanders into everything and gets called the chosen one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think you know what what your uh, I was done with though. He'll be your. Your 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 Goken type character. It'll be like that old or your rating character. It'll be like the one you look up to, like the one that you think will be OP, but it's not really OP. Right, and, and gameplay wise, yeah. he's mm-hmm. not really OP. It'll be definitely your fucking cool string flashy type character because he knows everything. Well, I would think someone like Dumbledore, like yeah, he he knows all that stuff. But I feel like he would kind of be like Goken. He would have like some counters, you know. He's mastered the counter spells yeah. and. Um, he would have like more perfected versions of everyone else's moves. Mm-hmm. That's just how that's just how I would picture. And Beatrice, I don't yeah. know. I don't know much about Beatrice. But she's like a, she's like a Voldemort's like right hand man. Okay. Female. Gotcha. She's like the the girl that always plays in Tim Burton's movie. Oh, uh, his wife. Oh, Helena. Uh, uh, yeah. Carter. I feel like she would be like more like a divorce type character, just fucking vicious. Oh, vicious. Just just doesn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't. Like, she'll be your vicious strike characters. Like, just going and She'll probably out. end up being a fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, move on. But, like, I would love to see that just because there's not many weapon-based... Like, like you know, there's not even, like, magic-based fighting games. And I, I would like to see them stretch their creativity to make... Because, I mean, each character uses, like, a wand. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them really stretch their minds to make every character unique. Yeah. Well, you know, this just have they have their base wands. Yeah. So it would it would really come down to their personalities and I feel like a lot of fighting games like it's gotten better now now yeah. that fighting games are getting more story focused. Yeah. But back then the character was their fighting style. Yeah. Like if they're a Muay Thai, they're like a serious Muay Thai practice. Yeah. Muay Thai is everything. Mm-hmm. I am Muay Thai. Yeah. But that's not how the Harry Potter can be. They can't be I every character can't be I am wand. You know yeah. what I mean? So however their their personality is that's their fighting style. And the good thing is Warner Bros. owns the IP for for Harry Potter? Yeah. Well I'll be damned. Yeah, they own all distribution rights for video games, movies. TV shows, everything. So it's not out of the realm of possible. There could be someone in the office going, you know what we should do? Yeah. Harry Potter. Like, wouldn't that be cool? But like, man, what are you talking about? Like, it's not like my all-time favorite series, but it's a right. series where I'd be like, that would be really right. cool. But as far as adapting into a fighting game. Now, um, while we're on the this this next generation PS5 Harry Potter fighting game developed by NetherRealm, um, who would you main and how would oh, you want them to play? Dumbledore. Dumbledore, for sure. Dumbledore. I... I I just love the man. Just, the man has a lot of swag. Does he? Like, he's a, a every time, cat. like, and it's more so like the movie version, just the way the actor acted. He was just confident. He never like broke. Like, especially when in the Order of Phoenix, when at the end he saves Harry from like getting fucking wrecked from Darth Voldemort. He just comes out of nowhere, fucking saves, and it was just a cool ass visual dueling class with class with. Fucking Voldemort and uh, Dumbledore, and it was like a standstill. It was really cool seeing like your typical good versus evil, but like it's the master of evil versus the master, the master of good. good, and see how and, that plays out. I don't know. I, I always dislike him because he's just 
just suave, like just smooth. I don't know. I, I just I like that persona he gives, and I feel like his fighting stance. Right, he does. His fighting style would be fucking cool. He like exudes authority. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can respect that. What about yourself? Me? What do you think? Um, like I said, I, I, I'm actually, I'm not anti Harry Potter, but I never could get into Harry yeah. Potter. Despite what my entire family thought, yeah. I never got into Harry Potter. But like a lot of people, one of my favorite characters was Hagrid. Oh, dude, he'll be a brute. He'll be a brute. Yeah, and he doesn't use magic, but yeah, uh, like, he can. He can if yeah. he wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he would like in, in this theoretical fighting game. But I wouldn't, I would call him maybe like a half grappler, half like big hitter, kind of like, um, kind of like. I'd say Abigail yeah. from uh, Street Fighter Five. Yeah. He's got like maybe one or two grapples that do some decent damage, but he just like hits hard. Maybe he, like some of his moves have uh, like armor on them, um, but armor that you can see, not yeah. like Broly from like Fighters, where yeah. you have no idea where the armor is yeah. going to when it's going to kick in. But he's a giant. So he's I'm a giant like, man. Yeah. He would probably tower over most of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool looking. Yeah, he definitely yeah, will be in it. He's always been. He's, he's always like, been like, you, my like favorite the Solomon Grundy, basically. Yeah, just, uh, I'll, I'll be dope since yeah. um, anyone who knows me knows that Solomon Grundy is like one of my like favorite like fighting game Freaking characters. I love like that's my favorite. That's my favorite archetype for anyone who who was wondering is is the like the chain grapplers. Yeah. Like even if like the chain on like Solomon Grundy's whose chain grapples were powerful, even if they're not that powerful, if you got like a chain uh, grappler like like Anna. Mm-hmm. Or you know, King does, but I'm yeah. not a King player. Like I just gravitate towards that. I just want to learn all those strings and just master it. Just yeah. says you love your grapplers, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Harry Potter. Like I wasn't expecting. Um, I wasn't expecting. I don't know what I was expecting to be honest. Um, but it wasn't Harry Potter. I was just trying to think of a series that was just fit. That would fit perfectly. Yeah, something. I have a lot of series that are cool, but they gravitate more like RPG ish. Gotcha. And I wanted you know, something that seems like it's doable. More, more creative. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. There's this um, this game coming out made by, uh, I think it's Arxis. Yeah. That's kind of, it's, I think it's called Grand Blue or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something, I, I could be getting it completely wrong. But it's very fantasy-based, it looks like. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of knights and stuff. Oh, really? using, like, swords. And I'm totally disinterested. Oh, really? Because you know me. I'm not, like, I don't, I'm not big on fantasy. Yeah. Like, super fantasy like yeah. that. Like high fantasy or whatever you want to call it. No, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, so I'm just totally, and I like Arx's games. I like, uh, I love Guilty Gear, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm okay at Blaze Blue. I like Ericune and Hosma. I like them as characters, and I'm yeah. okay with them. Um, the but whole the, game, it's just structure wise, just yeah, really it's, unbalanced. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but this uh, this you know fantasy night game, I'm not I'm not with it because I don't like, and I think it comes down to like the world and the characters, and I yeah. think that's where this theoretical Harry Potter game would shine because. The Harry Potter universe and the characters and, and the franchise is beloved. Yeah. I think people would buy this game regardless if it was kind of like the Power Rangers game. Regardless if it was great or mediocre or, or whatever, they would at least buy it and yeah. try it out. <laughs> I mean, in this theoretical world, it's like a triple-A title that's yeah. at every tournament and it's getting high-ass reviews. That would be wild, Evo. Yeah, that would be, be intense. <laughs> And those kind of games where it's it's like an adaptation into a fighting game, I'm so curious as who ends up top tier and who ends up bottom tier. Yeah. And like I always wonder why. And it's always funny when because sometimes it happens. Like take fighters, or Yamcha's a pretty top tier character, 
but he's canonically one of the weakest characters and fighters. And it has you wondering, it's like who in Harry Potter is going to end up being top tier is, is Dumbledore going to be bottom tier for it's some the reason? Same thing like MK11 where Shot Khan's bottom. Yeah, bottom tier. Is, bottom. It's like these are canonically some of the strongest characters, but they're bottom tier. Cause then it comes down and it, it have characters. I don't know who's the weakest. We have like, I don't know, Ron, is he weak? Is he like a weak magician? He's, he's not, he's not good in magic. He's not good at magic. Okay, yeah, so he, he's, he's like, a really good wizard. He's like top tier. He's like Dan almost. He's like a Dan type character. Oh, okay. It's like a, a bumbling type. He's treated like, almost like a bumbling idiot. Got like, you. To an extent. But, but yeah, like him, you know, like top tier. Top tier. Yeah, and so Mike, you wonder, it's like, what are you, what moves are you giving these characters? That would make um, that makes them top tier. Is is Harry himself? Is he like solid mid tier, like most like post yeah. which character should be, or is he high tier because he's got like a really fast projectile? Yeah. Is Hagrid like like bottom tier because most grapplers are? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. and it's those are always like the fun the fun things a lot to think of about. Before a video game comes out, you'd be like, oh, who the fuck is yeah. number one? But there's always. One character that I, I know would be top tier because this is something that's kind of like goes through the entire video game uh, fighting game world for okay. some reason, and that would be Voldemort being top tier, if not close to top tier. Oh, you because for some reason, the villains are always top tier. Yeah. You have your Akuma, who's always top tier. Um, Quan Chi in MKX, top tier as mm-hmm. hell. Um,. Uh, Kazuya, Devil Jin, Hayachi. Oh, that Tekken Ka- Kazumi, Tekken all top tier, all top tier characters. Always, they never change. They never game. change. Yeah. Th- that's why I would think. Um, that's why I would think Voldemort would be top tier because well, some like, reason they do that. Garrus is top tier. Garrus is top tier. He's a villain. He's like right hand man villain, and the only reason why he's he is technically the main playable villain since Chronicles yeah, Unplayable. Yeah. You know. And he's uh, he's top tier. Yeah. So it's kind of um, a main thing in these fighting games. Yeah, the villain, the is, villain always is always top tier, while the hero is usually mid tier. Yeah, I always think M Bison's always been bull crap. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 top tier. Yeah. At least in Street Fighter Five. So it's kind of um, I think yes. it would be a given that Voldemort ends up um, as top tier. Like with his moves, it would probably be just. A lot of these weird, stupid, crazy ass mix-ups. Probably he would be. I think he would be. Uh, because he's not a he's not like a heavy hitter. No, he, he's more like Quan Chi. He's yeah. he's very smart. He employs like dark magic. Yeah, or I'd say and the darkest magic. magic. Yeah, so he's I mean he's kind of like you know he kind of is Quan Chi. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's immortal. He's an immortal uh, gray bald man yeah. that commands green magic. Yeah. So pretty much right. So it's kind of kind of the same. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited whenever I think about um adaptations yeah. uh, from different medias. And I used to do that a lot when I was when I was a kid. I watched a movie and I would think about like how these characters would play as um in a fighting game. So I just yeah. thought I would ask you like some of the, like question I always thinking. And, no, that's cool. Yeah. And so that's very that's very interesting. Harry Potter, I think you're actually onto something there. And I think that's something that could be in the I feel like if that was just an idea like someone sparked in there, it could possibly grow into something. Maybe yeah. not like a fighting game, but Maybe a AAA company would be like, you know what? Let's really put some effort into this Harry Potter yeah. game. My only like concern would be like they'll try to kitty it out. That's my only. Yeah, well, out. you, like, you oh, can't really like do like fatalities and shit. Well, no, like even like just graphic wise. Oh, make them like kind of chibi almost. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, Harry Potter's like 
every year it gets progressive yeah. violent, and violent. You know about the end. He's a grown ass man, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it gets darker every book. But, yeah. but that's interesting. So I'm glad you kind of you, you brought that up. Yeah. Like that was your choice because that really I was expecting like one of your like fantasies. I'm like, OK, you know, we'll talk about, you know, you get the swords and you got your like daggers and you got your big brute axe man. Even I but no, it was, wouldn't be into that. It was, but it was Harry know, Potter. No. Yeah. I just thought it was something that just fits. And it does. It does. It really. And there's a lot of possibility. I think that's um. I think that's what you have to look at when you adapt things. Yeah. Like, the possibility for it. Yeah. Because not everything can be a fighting game. Will work. Well, not, not, not everything will work as yeah. a fighting game. There's some things that just won't translate. Yeah. Is there anything uh, else you wanted to add to that? Uh, any like side notes or anything? There's something we, quick. Yeah, it's more of like what we add. Like what what we just asked me. Okay. What about you? What is something you would like? Like. Yeah, well, that's funny. What book? What book? Yeah, funny. Oh my goodness. That's the same thing. Because I'm actually curious about what you have read and throughout your whole life that you would love to see into a fighting game. Uh, shoot. It's always, um, <clears throat> it's always interesting because, um, my main book almost, my main books that I've read throughout my entire life have always been, um, uh, uh horror books, horror anthologies. So if I were to put, put a, like a fighting game together out of a book, it'll be like, oh, let's take some of these, these uh, literary horror classics and let's put them into, into a fighting game. I'm not talking about just like your Frankensteins or your Draculas. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm reading Lovecraft right now. Mm-hmm. Let's take some of those gods, let's turn them into fighting game characters. Let's, let's figure this out. Let's look at their personalities. You have Neolithotep, who's very illusionary. Yeah, you can be a trap-based character. You have your Cthulhu. I'm really surprised I haven't done that. I'm surprised I haven't either. Well, those kind of games are more like action, not actually, um, like adventure thriller type of thing. Yeah. But as far as like a fighting game goes. Because they, they made a video game called Cthulhu, and it's like based off a board game or some shit. Yeah, Call of Cthulhu. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. Well, like the Cthulhu like, fan base is massive. It's massive, and it's only getting bigger because he's getting everywhere in the, um, he's getting everywhere in media yeah. now. And he isn't even the freaking strongest. He's not. He's not even close. I mean, there's there's one that can just wake up and wipe out all of existence because we're his dream. That's yeah. how powerful it, we're, yeah. we're his dream. He yeah. wakes up and everything's gone. Um, but there's a lot of in in his stories. There's it's not just like all outer gods and old gods and and uh, and, and uh, shoot, what are the other ones? I can't think of what the other ones are called. Mm-hmm. But there's also like creatures. There's yeah. also like uh, things that kind of follow them mm-hmm. and people that get morphed into like work and form. These are all like potential characters. Um, their fighting styles aren't as like clear cut as say like Harry Potter because yeah. they don't have like clear, clear as personalities. Yeah. But there's a lot of um, horror characters in other books that are almost Lovecraftian. Like, um, like Pennywise, he's almost like a he's almost exactly like a Lovecraftian. Say, I was going to say that exactly. His, the fact that his name is like it's referred to it, it like yeah. it's like you know that's the rules to Lovecraftian. You don't really describe because you can't because our minds can't comprehend yeah. it, which is tough putting it into a fighting game because right. you have to put that into physical form. And it kind of destroys the whole purpose. But yeah. these games aren't trying to scare you. No. You're, you're, it's a fighter. You well, know obviously, I mean? you know what Cthulhu has always been like, interpreted as. Right. We, we, yeah, we know what Cthulhu yeah. looks like. But as far as the other one goes, there's a yellow, there's like a yellow god. I forget what. Yug, Yug Ziggurath or something. There's something like that. Um, I never was good at the pronunciations. They're weird. They're really hard. Yeah. For me, at least. Uh, but that that's what I would do. Uh, love, like Lovecraftian. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty right? much. I it's mean, not as clear cut as like Harry Potter. I mean, dude, I can't think of any other fighting game or like type game where you play as demons or like like demonic gods. Like, there's not many like that. And there's just so much potential that the fighting games can just yeah grab to. Because I isn't isn't Lovecraft stories aren't they uh, public domain? Yeah, yeah, he's public domain now. So yeah, like anybody. So I could just I could like pop up like a uh, uh what's the like a mu like a mugen and put it in there and try to sell it and I'll be I'll be good to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? You legally are allowed to do it as long as you're not copying someone else's work. Yeah, you yeah, know, for you know, sure. But yeah, you can write your own story. So yeah, like like right there, like I said, like my thing is possibility. So is yours. Yours is completely in the public domain. Spectrum and it, it all really comes down and both both like with Lovecraft and Harry Potter it both it comes down to how far are the developers willing to stretch their creativity yeah. to bring these characters into life and flesh them out as full blown fighting game characters yeah. that like because they have to be creative with it yeah because you don't want to make a clones of multiple characters no yeah. nobody likes that no one's yeah. ever liked that we just yeah. we we accepted it because of limitations but now there's no excuse for it yeah yeah you. Your, your engines, your consoles, your budgets are way more, it's just better. Yeah. And you're able to do more things way easier than 20 years ago. <sighs> okay, um, if, unless you have anything else to add, um, I think it's a, it's a good place to wrap yeah. up. Yeah, I've, I've had a very good time yeah. answering these questions and delving into more of a fighting game spectrum with you. Right, um, uh, thank you, uh, Carbon Chicken, yeah. for for coming on here for the first ever bottom of the pit podcast oh, i appreciate it um as you know i was a little bit nervous starting it because i've never done a podcast before yeah. just everyone listening um now you know yeah. i'm a complete and total trash noob oh don't worry i've been holding my hands tightly throughout this whole thing <laughs> just just now i'll be able to move my hands right so, yeah i was nervous as well too um but uh thank you everyone for listening yeah um, once again, this was Carvin Chicken. And this is the Mick Whoopi Goldberg. I'm Mick Whoopi Goldberg. We are the Food Chain. Yep. Expect more of us to show up on the show. Um, I can't really tell you who will be on next week. Uh, not next week. It won't be next week. But next episode. Uh, but look forward to it. It'll be here before you know it. Learn to love this man's voice. Please. Please learn to love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this was the Bottom of the Pit podcast where we look to the moon and swap our palettes. Thank you for joining us. Have a nice